Now, you may not believe this, but the career path of every successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so let's talk about it today on Your Way to Work. All right, I see a bold person coming up. Since you're the first person, you're going to get a book. Thank you. Come on. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, My name's Megan, and I think my friends will guess where this question's headed, because I always talk about it. But Okay, so can I learn to be offended? I'm a super defensive person, Uh so... I guess in short, no. I'm not very good at getting offended. Yeah. Neither um, am I, by the way. What? Neither am I. Oh. How, how do you manage that, especially as someone who's like young in their career and, and wants to prove themselves and build a reputation, and then you have someone that might say something that quite bluntly ticks you off, mm-hmm. and then it's written all over your face. And mm-hmm. I mean, I get looking internally and, and learning and growing from it, but how, do you hand, how would you suggest handling like the external communications, you know what I mean? Yeah. If I'd have known you were going to give me that hard of a question, I wouldn't have given you the book. No, just kidding. <laughs> Good question. Come back to the mic for a second. I want to answer your question with a question. Who's the most important person in your life? My fiance. Your fiance. She was like, my, my fiance? <laughs> okay. It's like a trick question. Right, right, right. So, has, has he ever offended you? Oh my God, all the time. <laughs> This is being recorded, I think, so good luck. Um, So now tell me, how have you worked through that? I told him that he offended me and explained why. Yeah. Okay. And you told him what happened? Yep. Yeah. So this is kind of the point of what I talk about. What works in your personal life does work professionally because it's about human relationships. What typically happens is, I can't believe they said that to me, and I'm done. And that's an urge that we all have to resist. By the way, everybody in the room, hard to be offended. That's hard. It's just hard, right? You got to regroup. And this is where mentors are excellent. Because you can just go and get on the ledge and just, ah, brave hard scream. Get it out, right? And then a good mentor is going to look at you and go, I understand where you are. Let me tell you how you look when you respond to that. That's where mentors are awesome. Right. And so I would say if you've got that person in your life, whether they're personal or professional, you got to go and say, I can't believe she did. This is what happened. And then tell them honestly, how did you react to it? And ask them to tell you, what did I look like when I reacted that way? Because sometimes we have to step back for a minute and you can't always deal with what you want to deal with at that moment. The worst thing you could do is let an offense grow. It is not wine. It does not get better with time. It gets worse. So sometimes you got to pull back and figure out, have people around you that you can bounce that off and go back to and say, can I talk to you about this? When when you said that, this is how I understood that. And this is how that made me feel in a very objective way. Um, And I wanted to share that with you you because it is bothering me a little bit. Now, I can't promise you that that manager will or won't be super awesome about it or not. I don't know. But like you took the risk with your fiance to talk through it, you've got to take that risk and work through it. 
Hopefully that's helpful. Yeah, thank you. Any other questions? Eric, uh, Evaristo, and uh, when I left my first company, it was uh, on an emotional uh, decision. Mm -hmm. So um, it was uh, hard for me and also for my peers. When they look at me, they say, are you crazy? You know, you have a nice contract, you know, nice salary, and you live in this company to go to like a fixed contract, and your salary is going to be like half of what you, you know, you earn. Mm -hmm. But at that moment, for me, it was more like, okay, I want to grow my career, you know. I know that in five years, ten years, my CV will be like awesome, and every company will want to have a guy like me. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy with the, uh, the work that I do. I mean, the salary is not the same, I mean, compared <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but what I see is very often uh, I get uh, measured by the, uh, the position and how much you earn, mm -hmm. not, with the, uh, not by the satisfaction. Who's measuring you, the, your? I mean, the society, the, the society around me, the people around me. Like the Specifically the workplace or just kind of your, your world around you? Not exactly, yeah, the, okay. not exactly the workplace, but yep. my peers, you know, yep. the, they work for other companies. And when they look at me, they're kind of like, oh, so uh, what do you do now? So uh, 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 are you happy with that, what you do? Mm -hmm. I think you, you could do better if you were at this company. Mm -hmm. But uh, like you said, in my previous company, when I look at, at long-term, I didn't see myself you know, uh, in a place. I didn't see you. I mean, it was dark. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, what I'm, what I'm going to be like in five years' time? Mm -hmm. So this was something that scared me. And, uh, it wasn't an emotional decision, mm -hmm. but it was also because I didn't see where I was going. And do you have your test results? But no, I don't have everything. All right, I, I would I would have loved to put you on I the comfy couch for a minute. That's okay. But one um, thing that I score is that satisfaction and uh, security. Were those your top two? Yeah. Which one was first, satisfaction or security? Uh, satisfaction. Okay. Do you remember if it was meaning or balance? No. Number two is your is personal security for you? No, well, first satisfaction and uh, security. And then security. Number two. So more than likely your satisfaction is meaning, meaningful relationships and what I do. So I'll, I'll take a stab. I don't know you. Mm -hmm. But if those were your results, then likely what happened was as you were in that first career, you were managing to pay in position, and those aren't core values for you. So even though on the scale of pay in position you were moving up, you were probably every two to three years going, should I be doing something different? Why is it just feels like something's empty here? Feels like I'm not moving in the direction that I want to move in. And that's because although you were having success, it wasn't fulfilling your values. And guys, that's so important. Let me tell you why. You can be successful here and not thrive. You can get every next job and not thrive. And so... You're, you couldn't be in a better place, right? You couldn't be here wrapping up a two-year rotation, getting ready to spring in a, in a, along your path further in your career and knowing what we just talked about. Because you're going to have the pressure of those around you saying, dude, you should be doing something else right, right? You're still an intern. You have to measure you, right? And it's something tough for everybody in this room to deal with. Do I resist being measured by others and make decisions based on what's important to me? It sounds like you're on the right path in that journey, and you can be here 
a thousand years. If you continue to make the next decision about your core values. These are not vacuum values. You have some of all of them in you. But if that's your core value and you execute on it well, can I tell you what people will pay you for? Insight. People don't pay you for a job well done. They pay you for insight. Your ability to do something and have insight. People will pay you for the best you. And they'll pay you best for the best you. If your core value is meaning for relationships and security and growth and development in those relationships, focus on finding that. It's there. But it's like my son. Did you take out the trash? No, I didn't, I didn't know it needed to be taken out. Did you look? No, I didn't look. That's why you didn't find it and know it needed to be taken out. You'll never find what you're not looking for because you're going to hear the rumors around you saying you should be doing, you should be doing. Focus on your core values. And the next career decision you make is just going to lead you to a lasting career. Other questions? Hi, Samir. I wanted to ask you the interconnection between the secondary core value and the first core value. If I take my example, I'm first core value position and second personal, uh, personal security. Okay. But what I mean is, I want to grow my career and to grow in position. Mm -hmm. But if I grow in position without having the personal security in it and more like the connection with my peers, the connection with my boss, mm -hmm. the contact and the um, basically feeling trusted in the organization, mm -hmm. I will not want so much the promotion because I will feel miserable in my work even if it's higher in the food chain. So how does this core value interact between the first and the second? That's a good, good question. Let me ask you a couple questions before I answer. One, how far apart were your scores? What was your, what was position? Give me the number. 53 and security 41. 41. So you're fairly close, right? One's in the 90 percentile and the other's in about the 75 percentile range. So you, 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 you have a strong core value. Position is your core value. Look at your results. Is it increase or expansion? Increase. Increase. So here's what that means. That means for you, your primary marker for is my career progressing is, is there opportunity for the next role, that next job? Let me just kind of give this commercial real quick. These, these values are kind of value neutral. They're not good or bad, right or wrong. It just kind of is. And the important thing about the test results is knowing you, right? And so for you, as I said earlier, it's going to be about having those conversations with your employer and your manager on kind of what's the career path look like to get to the next place. The biggest point of frustration you will find is if you're thinking I can clock the speed of two years to the next job and the path re really requires seven. Right? You just have to know that. If you know that, you'll level set your expectations. But your second personal security is pretty close, which means you're right, you're, you're nailing it, that you have to look at both of those. And if you exclusively make your next career decision on am I getting this next job or not, you have a higher probability of not being happy in two to three years. I call it the two to three year itch. So you really have to look at both. So yes, you want to understand what's my next path to get to the next role. But you also want to ask some clear culture questions. Who will, I, who will be managing me? What kind of mentors are they? Are they? 
So if I'm sitting in an interview with that person, I'm asking them, who are you mentoring today? Who's mentoring you today? Because that's key for someone with personal security. I find often we sit in interviews and we just answer a whole bunch of questions because we want that job. That's why we're sitting there, right? Can I, can I help you? The person who asks the most questions and get the most answers is the winner. The other person is the loser. So if you're sitting there, it's like dating, and like they're asking you a ton of questions and you're going, yeah, yeah, because, dude, you're so beautiful. I will say yes to whatever you ask me. But you don't know anything about them, and now you're in the relationships. And in two to three years or six months or whatever, you're going, oh, my God, really? That's what they look like in the morning, right? It's the same concept. If you only make your decisions based on the position that's next in line, and you didn't ask key culture questions like, can these pers this person actually develop me? Do they have a mentor's heart? Who are they mentoring? Are they even being mentored? Because if you're not going to find that in personal security and you make the decision solely on the next job, you're probably not going to be happy. What are your emotional motivators? Look at page two. One of the powers of this test is not only to know your core values, but to know what emotionally motivating you. Because what often happens is we make our decisions on the, mo on the, on the motivators and not on the values. What's your primary and secondary motivators? Position and security. Okay, so you're aligned. Good for you. What it means is those values are even more important to you because both your heart and your head is in the same place. Cool. Did that, did that help? Awesome, Sam. Sam? Hi, um, I'm Lucy, and my question probably follows on quite nicely from that. Can I just say, man, I love that accent. It's, uh... <laughs> um, so, my question is about my career values and my emotional motivators. Mine don't sync up, I'm misaligned. Huh? Am I gonna find myself pulled over at the side of the road, <laughs> making a really dumb call to my manager? Do I need to change something to align myself? Well, the, the power of the test, first of all, is understanding what's going on. And for everybody in the room, because many of you are not aligned, no, you're not crazy. That's very natural. Welcome to the human race. My head and my heart don't always sync up. It's very natural. The important thing is to understand that that's going on and resist that pull to the emotional decision when you know your values. So that that's happening is very normal, right? It's kind of like when I'm talking to my wife and my wife's thinking in her head, he did not just say that to me. Is he that stupid? But she resists the urge to say you're an idiot, right? So she didn't act on the emotional response. She stuck with, with the values that make the relationships, kind of so to speak. So it's about understanding that that's going on. The more you understand that, the more over time you'll become aligned. I should say, if you take the test today, within a year or two years, take it. It's not a test you take every month, right? Because your core values rarely change at all. You're going to throw the same tantrum at 30 that you threw at two years old. So we're just the way we are. The problem is most of us think our values change because we are managing our careers emotionally, and we think that's our value, and it's not. Your values don't change. What changes over time is the place you are in, your, in the season of your life and the emotional pressures on that. So you kind of have to resist the noise of that and make that career decision based on your uh, uh, core values. What are your core values, if you don't mind me asking? Um, position, 
for career and security emotionally. Okay. And pay, FYI. Right. So, no, <laughs> and pay. So, <laughs> number one was, was position, position on your core value. What's your number two uh, on core value? Security. And how far apart are those numerically? Like three. Okay. So you have two core values. Both of those are important to you. Both of those are important to you. Emotionally, what are they? Uh, security and pay. Security and pay. Interesting. So do you mind if I delve a little bit, put you on the couch for a couple minutes? Right. She's like, oh, I'm out here now. I'm flailing in the wind. Do what you're going to do. So here's what's going on right, in you. And I don't know you, but here's what your results say that are going on. So your core value is... In position, is it increase or expansion? Increase. Okay. So, you know, you measure progression in your career based on what's the next job opportunity and all the things I, I said about who's I'm over there. So that's, that's what you measure. Close to that is also relationships, right? So you guys have the same results pretty much, right? Emotionally, if security, and what's that number on security? 42. Okay. So it's pretty strong, right? So emotionally... Some, one of the questions I asked in the assessment, uh, may have asked in the assessment, is kind of what's going on in your life personally, professionally, right? Has something happened over the last few years that have really made you kind of knee-jerk respond emotionally to relationships, right? In the workplace, could be externally, right? And so what's happening there is this would suggest that there's been things in your life in recent years, it could be distance if it's impactful enough, that have, have you responding very defensively, emotionally, to the idea of relationships. What's it, emotionally off the charts for you is, can I trust them? Do they trust me, right? And even if that happened in your personal life, you're bringing it to the workplace because you're normal, right? You have one life, you're bringing it to the workplace. And so, because personal security is a very close second to you, it is important and likely, that pressure emotionally is a knee-jerk reaction to some relational thing that has occurred. You just need to be aware of that as you're making career decisions. Does that, does that help? Yeah, thank you. Okay, cool. I'll send you my bill and, no, just kidding. I think we got time for maybe one more question. Uh, hi, my name is Dylan. And the question that I have is, I seem to be a very intrinsic person. My core values are satisfaction, number one, and security, number two. Satisfaction, is that meaning or balance? It is meaning. Okay. Thank and you. the question that I have is in a space where there does seem to be a lot of focus, at least when you look around on position and pay, <laughs> how does somebody with kind of my point of view or my outlook on myself uh, try to navigate that space, because it's not like I don't want to be paid. Yeah, yeah. You, you can be 100% off the chart intrinsic. You're still not going to work for free. I'm not going to work for free. So interesting, my core values are the same as yours. You may not believe that, right? I'm, I'm an overachiever, super overachiever. I work way too much. Um, and, but number one for me is personal security, off the charts. Number two, and very close, is... Um, Balance for me, it's, it's personal satisfaction, but the idea of balance, right? I, I work a lot, and so like being able to balance my family is, is crucial for me. Um, so I, I'm exactly where you are. It doesn't mean I don't want to achieve. Here's what I've learned in my career. Focus on relationships. Have an engaged attitude, really engage. 
Um, go behind the scenes and engage with leadership. Find mentors. There is nothing I have found in my career more impactful than good mentors around me. And be patient. You have to play the long game. Again, it's 25 years doing what I do. Maybe year 16, 17, I started to really excel in my career. And had I not been patient, I may have found myself not where I am today. I may have found myself looping over and over and over again. That's not a young folks, millennial thing. Boomers on average have changed jobs every four years. It's just a cultural thing, right? Focus on the relationships, find good mentors, engage your managers. And over time, what you will find out is that your career will grow. It's a great seed for your career. I think we're out of time. Come get a book. I have enjoyed hanging out with you. And I, from what I understand, I've kind of been invited into the, like the Ivy League club. They don't let strangers in here often. So thank you. Visit rickwitted.com for additional episodes and for booking information. Are your career decisions value-based or emotionally motivated? Visit www.careerwit.com to find out. You've been listening to On Your Way to Work.